Okay. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of Fun But Heavy. <laughs> and my name is Ani, reporting from you live to you live, reporting to you live <laughs> from into from uh, my womb, which is also known <laughs> as my magic room in me home. This is Kelly. I'm also here in the womb, and I was recently looking at a picture of my mother, like a photograph, and then I pressed my fingers to it and and opened the fingers on her face so as to zoom in on the photograph. No, you that's did not. And that's, that's when me. I knew that the machines have won, and there's Girls. no hope. <laughs> that's happened to me. I'm in the deep end. Watch us all dive that's it. Go okay. ahead. You should. Um, greetings from Planet for Lisi. Um, <laughs> I am, as soon as we started talking, I tasted a peppermint sugar cookie in my mouth. And I am so excited about Christmas as oh. a Norwegian-blooded fella. <laughs> um, very excited. That's all I have to say. Um, today, our topic is... Adornment, otherwise known as adornment. <laughs> otherwise known as dolling your damn self up. Otherwise known as self-expression, uh, physically. Uh, uh, yeah. We've been debating on what to call this because we forgot what word pretty much sums up getting ready and putting on makeup. And Yeah, if you have a better word. Yeah. Use uh, that. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Send it to us. Uh, rename our episode. But... Um, yeah, today we are talking about adornment and the question I want to ask the gals is mm. in what self-expression through like clothing or makeup or jewelry or lack thereof, do you feel mm. most authentic and powerful mm. in this moment? Cause it changes me all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Jill, you take this for our Kelly. Sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm thinking back to our our little opening night. We had mm. a little intimate podcast opening sesh. And we were getting ready and Jaleesa gave me a cool, like purple, pretty top that was nice. And then and like pretty feminine. And then I wore like my cutoff uh, jeans that are long. And then I put on like my very masculine like work boots <laughs> because that's what made me feel good and I think of that's like when I feel the most like walking out of the door like guns out like yes mm. um it's when I'm ha- when I'm balancing my masculinity and femininity mm. yeah yeah that's cool I would say um so I'm actually in a really cool experience right now because I am a child of the late 1990s, early 2000s. And uh, I was a child who had very big, extremely curly hair. So, and I I had no idea what a straightener was till I was in my late teens. And uh, so I would straighten my hair 
pretty much from being a teenager to like last year. Um, I would straighten my hair all of the time and it just like, I don't know exactly what it did for me, but I just felt like just better looking and I, everyone would tell me like the opposite. And so now I'm stepping into like, I just love my curly hair and I love like how wild it feels. It's huge. It's just takes its own shape sometimes. Like sometimes it's just like one big curl (laughs) and like sometimes like it's just like a bunch of little tiny tight ringlets and who knows I mean like you yeah oh yeah it's like dependent on my it's like mood hair anyway so that makes me feel really um I love dressing up my hair I love like you know I put I got these like hair sparkles I put sparkles in my hair and like that's really fun um, also, my signature is the lashes. You know, I love the big fluffy lashes, and that makes me feel great. How about you? Yeah, um, I it changes for you all the time. How I have a Mars and Gemini, and um, I think for me, I feel best when I feel like. I have the exact pieces of jewelry that I want to have on. Mm-hmm. Rings make me feel very powerful mm-hmm. specifically. Um, and also, I also think I have different colors that really make me feel mm-hmm. powerful. I love a good combo of black and silver. Um, and the I, future. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. whatever. Um, and I also really love the color red. Yeah, I don't wear it often, but I think it has a special zhuzh. I don't think I've ever seen you in red, but you would look so fucking ridiculously stunning in red. With your, you. with your eyeballs popping all over the place. Thanks. Okay. So would you. Yeah. I don't know if there's anyone who would look like bad in red. Red's just, like, one of those, like, fucking powerhouse colors. In fact, adding on to my answer really quick, I like to wear the color that I want to express the most. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm kind of getting into, like, monochrome. Is that the word? Outfits? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Like, wearing all red when I'm wanting to channel, like, very passionate primal energy or, like... I've been on a wearing all black kick because, like, I want my eyes to do the talking. Mm. It's just, like, a whole other thing. But um, I would like to ask you gals a question Mm. because I, you know, I think it's safe to say that we all classify ourselves as spiritual gals. Yes? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So in my experience, I have been shamed for my love of adorning myself in the spiritual community. Mm. Um, in fact, one time I was at, uh, I lived in, I moved from New York to this little hippie town in Oregon. And I was outside, I don't know what it was supposed to be a club, but it was more of like a, it was a, an interesting event. Anyway, so um, I was wearing red lipstick and this kid comes up to me and he's like, starts lecturing me and telling me, and he's like, you know, uh, he had like hot pink dreads. He was a white guy with hot pink dreads and was like, 
um, you're in your super ego because you're wearing red lipstick. And I was like, well, first of all, that's not what a fucking super ego is. Okay. That's first of all. Second of all, um, you know, what do you think you're doing? Like, how long did it take you to do your hair? Like, that's not natural to you, you know? And like, it was just a really interesting experience because I'm like, that is someone who was like, you know, presenting and speaking in a very spiritual sense and like kind of like a holier than thou sense, but like shaming me for wearing lipstick. But I'm like, why are these things like separated, you know? So I'm curious to hear your experience with being spiritual and also adorning yourself. Being spiritual and adorning yourself to me, I think they go hand in hand and very intimately so. Um, because when I think of the the goddesses that I love, I usually can identify them and identify with them based on their adornments. Like, um, I think specifically of Kali right now and the fact that she is like adorned in like dead stuff and has like really wild hair and she's sort of like she's adorned in a way that's supposed to make her look grotesque and like unapproachable mm. and her medicine or like her her gift is understanding the, the cycles of life and understanding the cycles of time. And so making her sort of like unapproachable and also a goddess that sort of rules over the entirety of life and cycles itself is, so, is sort of, oh, there she is, um, mm. is like a very interesting juxtaposition. Like I think goddesses and and gods are often adorned in ways that make them more enticing so that people want to worship them and people want to like be around them. I think, you know, if you think of like the Buddha, he all of a sudden became like a jolly fat man. And that progression was one around like acceptance and like being enticed and wanting it to have the energy that Buddhism really does have, but doesn't express through a lot of its Mm sort of external adornment. Um, So I don't know. I just, I find that I love opulence. It's something that I'm super attracted to and I have no shame in it. And I think that spiritually it's something that feels really important to me and it feels really vital to my ability to engage with things, Mm -hmm. to identify with the aesthetics of them. And I don't want to feel shame for that. Mm. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. I agree. How about you, Kelly? <laughs> I, to answer your question, I think I identify more as someone who would like be on the other side, like the shaming side. Interesting. Um, in the past, not, not so much like externally, or like um, actively, but internally mm-hmm. and like judgment. And I think the, like the cult of the low maintenance yeah. woman that mm. like, that was something. Do you see the cult of the low maintenance woman? Yeah. Whoa. That's, it's a thing, right? Yeah. Like, and I, I totally subscribe to that of, I, like I, I would hide like putting on makeup 
from my friends because I like didn't want some of them to know that I wore makeup and I don't know where that like that came from specifically um so I'm thinking now I'm really appreciative (laughs) I'm really (laughs) just just, just like just like knocked into a singing bowl and then almost blew the candle out just like by being there I'm so hyped right now (laughs) like I have so much to say sorry um Yeah. So I think I'm trying to think of like what started to shift because it's interesting when you, when you think about, you took so much time on your hair, like, and that that's some sort of, um, like automatically, yeah. Negative self-indulgent, self-indulgent thing. Mm -hmm. And I think what actually shifted was for me was realizing that putting priority on myself and time spent on myself and time spent on appearing in a way that I feel great about, Mm -hmm. um, whatever that may be, that that is really important and, and not bad in any way. Like, but yeah, it very much matched the kind of self-concept that I've had for the vast majority of my life that I've moved away from, which is that like, I exist to serve others solely Mm -hmm. and like, I'm only, and now I don't, I do not solely exist to serve. Wow. Um, I exist to uh, exist and live my life and also and serve. Beautifully. But, yeah. Mm, and exist beautifully. Fuck yeah. Yeah. There's this notion that once you become spiritual, you're supposed to like don the army green like gauchos and, <laughs> Enough. The, and the like weird um, peace sign like tank and <laughs> never wear anything but tevas and (laughs) i fully reject that um i think that as a like automatic thing that we all must do yeah yeah if that's like organic to you if that's really what you're feeling then no i have no problem with it as an outfit i have a problem with the fact that there's like a A standard that there's a a dress code for oh are you spiritual enough are you in touch with this thing enough because for me I think that um, every if everything has an energy, mm. then the energy of like really well-made clothes or clothes that are very attractive to you or make you feel really good would then have a high quote unquote vibrating energy, mm-hmm. which would then be very spiritual in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know, I think it gets complicated, you know, in terms of fast fashion and the way that we value different types of fast fashion, but like, I don't know if we want to go here, but I was recently I recently saw this article that Burberry instead of like um, letting its clothes go to discount stores, they burn it because they're like it would just de it would devalue the clothes. And on one hand, that's really fucking wasteful. And on the other hand, they're so committed to the type of vibration or just like um, like va- yeah, like vibe of their clothes and what they're trying to produce that they would like protect it at all costs, which is really fascinating. I think there's like a class thing, obviously with that, like they don't want poor people to wear their clothes and, and this and that. And I, I'm addressing that, but I'm just thinking of it sort of like divorce stuff it, of its classism, like the idea of something uh, wanting to maintain something's vibe so deeply that you wouldn't, you wouldn't let it go into a certain environment. And that's mm-hmm. sort of the same thing about ritual clothes, right? Like you're, mm-hmm. you wear things, maybe you wear like, like, I don't know, in classic movies or whatever, like a, a witch wears like a cloak during a ritual or like, mm-hmm. 
you know, you might be naked or you might, there's always been, to my knowledge, um, adornment associated with ritual. Yeah. And I think that if you live your life as a ritual or if you embody beauty as a ritual, then that's a spiritual practice. Yeah, totally. No matter if it's from like Gucci or like from Kathmandu imports on whatever street in Portland or whatever, you know, like there's different places that we consider to be like high vibe or to be considered like um, so uh, spiritually acceptable. Mm, Totally. Yeah. I mean, I had an interesting experience being someone who, when I was living in New York, I wanted to identify as more spiritual. I was always like more, um, I was always deeply spiritual, but like I wanted to show it more. Like, I don't really remember what my intent was. I just like wanted it to, like I was trying on different masks essentially to find out who I really was. So one of the things I tried on was like the bandeau and the baggy pants. And like, I had um, long hair extensions, which is hilarious. Um, and I would wear like the crystal wraps and everything like that. And basically like, Before that, I was, like, very not that. I was very, like, flamboyant with my style. And that's really who I am organically. And it felt like this, like, self-betrayal stepping into that role. So I really love, Julissa, that you addressed that, like, that dress code um, for stepping into, like, this spiritual thing. Because I agree with you. Like, when you're living your life in a very certain ritualistic way. Like when I'm like when I'm doing my hair, I literally feel like I'm meditating. Like when I'm putting on makeup, like I like always put on my foundation. Like I put like runes on my forehead and then blend it. Like why the fuck not? You know what I mean? Like it's so beautiful. And even if you're not doing that, it's still a sacred thing. It's like still so, so beautiful. And so this is my thought process on this. When you go, when you have an altar or you're you're going to a temple or a church right? It looks fucking stunning. It's a stunning, If it's not stunning, space. I don't want to go in. <laughs> right. But like you, and you also have to tend to it to refresh the energy and to like, in just like infuse energy into it. So, um, like if you, if your body is the temple, like how many times have we heard that one? You know, your body is a temple. Like, how do you adorn your temple? How do you tend to the sacred space? And to me, that means like, wearing clothes that make me feel fucking amazing, putting on makeup that makes me feel great. And like, also like when I'm doing, when I'm like doing my hair, like eye gazing with myself, creating intimacy, like, you know, um, when I shower and I put on like these like luscious smells that are just going to be like so good for like the rest of the night or the day, I'm like, intentionally choosing what that would be like, turning it into a ritual, like using rosemary soap and spiritually cleansing myself at the same time. And then I smell it throughout the day. And it's also like the oil of remembrance and like tuning into, you know, the deepest wisdom. I think there's a lot to be said about that. And also if you're not into that, that's totally fine too. Like it doesn't have to be so separate. Like you can turn it into something spiritual, but I find it really interesting that like people are so dedicated to not wanting to dress themselves up and as an act of 
spirituality. And if that's organic to you, if that's authentic to you, if that's genuinely where you're at, I'm in full fucking support. Like I said before, it's just when you're trying to force it, like that is like the most, that's the least spiritual thing you can do because you're not showing up as yourself and you're, you're leaving yourself hanging. And what fun is that? Yourself isn't there. And anything that lights you up, anything that, that sparks a little flame of passion in your heart, like that's your truth. That's like real for you. And that's, what's going to give you more energy to use throughout your day. So mm-hmm. you might as well just freaking use it and do whatever you got to do. But it's, it's, interesting too like if you like a lot of people who identify as a witch like have a very certain aesthetic a lot of people who identify as like spiritual or like you know new age have a very certain aesthetic and um yeah I just find it interesting that we've made these like categories yeah yeah anyone who's forced to feel like wrong about their own organic expression is a bummer. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Yeah. And what's so fascinating to me is that the people who are really strict about what people should be wearing, it's because they think you shouldn't care about the material. And it's like, but aren't you caring about the material by trying to police Ooh, other people? Whoa. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, because no matter if it's army green and made of hemp or if it's like, rhinestoned and whatever it both of those things are material and the the attention to detail seems like an honoring of those materials to me Mm. yeah um yeah I I just don't I don't get it and even when I was like really political you know the fucking dress code for being political is like black jeans and black boots and black t-shirts and like punk t-shirts and jean jackets and black jean jackets and that's it. And like I tried to do that and I mean I think like black jeans and like black is something that I feel naturally drawn to but at the same time like yeah there was something taken away from it because I I knew that I was policing which jeans and when and when and where and like what I was buying based so that I could like convince everyone around me that I was political enough and that I was Mm-hmm. That I was identifiable, right? Because if you think about punks, like a lot of a lot of the ways that people adorn themselves are flagging. It's trying to flag, like, "Hey, I'm I'm a spiritual person," or "Hey, mm-hmm. I'm a punk mm-hmm. too," or "Hey, I'm a political person too." Um, and it's just interesting to think about, yeah, if we were liberated in the ways that we were able to ador- adorn ourselves, you know, what kind of flagging what kind of systems for flagging would there be? Actions, <laughs> right? I mean, yeah. like, you're just going to have to, like, instead of look the part, you're going to have to do the part. And I think that is a really powerful question because why do we feel like we need to give people, like, a um, like an album cover before they talk to us of, like, who we really are? Um, I think it actually shows a deep strength in your beliefs if you don't have to dress the part. Um, Some of the most deeply wise and spiritual people I know were like wedges and like, you know, like have like just like 
jeans and a t-shirt or like whatever, like I don't, or like it even affects sometimes the way we speak. This is a whole other podcast, but the language we choose to use and like the, the tone and how we present ourselves and to like outwardly. And I find it really fascinating, but like, you know, it just goes to show like the, the classic don't judge a book by its cover, even if you think it's good. Like, even if you think like, oh yeah, like that person loves classic rock. They're wearing the classic rock t-shirt. They must love classic rock. Right. And it's like adorning yourself. Um, you could see someone who adorns themselves as something really great. Yeah. Like, you know, someone who like wears all white and sits on a sheepskin and meditates all day could still be a fucking asshole. No. And that's, what's so dangerous about adornment in the same on the other on the other end of the coin is that people can adorn themselves without doing the work yeah and then we seek them out as teachers or we seek them out as authority because they dress the part it's like what do you think when you see someone in like monk clothes or like a nun's outfit you know you have no idea what those people i'd like immediately go up to them and tell them all my secrets yeah (laughs) you'd be like hey what's up like here's my social security number like (laughs) You know, and that's dangerous. And it's all because of what they're wearing. (laughs) Interesting. Yeah. And that's like, you know, that's powerful. That's really powerful. And the the amount of the amount of um, clout and trust and investment that we have sewn in, pun intended, (laughs) to what we wear and how we present ourselves. um, I don't know. I struggle with whether it's a piece of, like, capitalism and, like, consumerism or if it's just something that ever since we realized, like, oh, we're fucking cold and we need to wear things now (laughs) because our body hair isn't sufficient, um, if it's been a thing since then. Speak for yourself. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Armenian. (laughs) Anyway, go on. No, I I just wonder, like, you know, it's kind of like a chicken and egg situation where it's like, did – needing to adorn ourselves for warmth and sustainability. Is that where this all started or did it start to become like so important when like status symbols became important? Well, if you think about cultures, indigenous cultures that are untouched by Western influence, like the, yeah, the ornateness and the diversity and the color and the opulence of it is like usually pretty excessive like and it's very very specific and diverse and that's that's like I've never heard someone say they're so uh they care about yeah (laughs) like in a or self-indulgent like why it's like it's always seen typically as beautiful or it's always seen as like wow look at that that's that's Mm -hmm. incredible Mm -hmm. but yeah it's a little different in western culture. I think my own, I'm thinking of my own evolution and part of what I have like experienced in terms of expression and and, like self-image physically um, is like healing from trauma helped me embrace like color Mm. and more expressive, like clothes, like just clothes that were, I don't know, more fun and like different than the like utilitarian I'm a journalist I'm like Mm. I've got my boots 
I'm walking around. It's not about me. It's about them. Like, yeah. and now, yeah, I, I had to go through a lot to be able to, to dress myself in a way um, that was more, yeah, more like actually about me, more fun, more expressive, more colorful. Yeah. Color is powerful. Color yeah. is wildly powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think when you're talking about cultures, um, that are untouched. I mean, if we've seen pictures of them, then they've been touched by the Western world in some way. Cause yeah. they've been, you know, there's an interface with our technology, but in terms of our lens of it being beautiful or opulent or whatever, a lot of that stuff ends up being flagging for something like, Oh, I'm married. So I mm-hmm. have this, this piercing or, mm-hmm. Oh, I'm mm-hmm. a warrior. And so I have this headpiece or, Oh, I'm married. So I have this wedding ring, you know, like there are also, there, it's another way of of defining your who you are socially without having to speak to each other. Mm-hmm. And I think that what's so interesting to think about with that is a lot of the cultures that we've seen that are really opulent are smaller, smaller communities. And so they're communicating with each other more and maybe would have less reason to 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 like show on their mm-hmm. bodies yeah. what they are or what they do, whereas we who barely whom barely speak, on the Z train um, (laughs) might need more because we're not communicating with each other. Mm. So it's interesting to think about that. If you also put it in terms of like, you know, what your, like these adornments representing different promises and commitments you make. That's kind of like what I'm Mm -hmm. seeing this as like a wedding ring is a commitment. So I have like my self marriage ring and it is a, snake it's an ouroboros eating a piece of garnet with its tail and the reason i got that is to remind myself of you know my commitment to myself that i will listen to my own wisdom like i will i won't self betray and i'm also like married to my purpose and to my service in this lifetime like i had a whole ceremony about it so basically I chose this because it reminds me, even when I forget, I can look down at my hand and I see it. And I'm wondering if that's like, it's a, technically like a ritual piece, you know? And like you, Julie, so you brought up earlier, like ritual garb and like ritual pieces that you would only wear in these sacred times. Um, and it also could mean like your, the undies you wear when you're on your period, they could be like these like sacred underwear. Like this is like what I wear during the most like, powerful time of my cycle, you know, arguably, (laughs) or, um, I just find it really fascinating because it's not just like what we're communicating to the outside world, but it's what we're communicating to ourselves on a constant basis. So like, I like to make my clothes and my jewelry have some sort of symbols on them that remind me of like things I want to channel that day. So I have a ton of snake stuff. I have a ton of like, I mean, also jewelry with symbols on it and crystals and things like that. Like it's, there's something to be said about working with symbols and clothing and having it be reflective of, you know, what we're seeing in our subconscious all the time. I think that's really powerful because there's such thing as color therapy. Mm -hmm. There's such thing as like, you know, imprinting on your subconscious. And I really think that these things, like I don't, I'm not saying this as like a professional. I'm just saying like in my experience, these things have an impact on me and it actually helps me in so many ways Mm -hmm. to adorn myself in these ways, like 
changes the course of my day. Mm. Um, and that's so fucking powerful because, like, it's not always what we're saying to people out there, you know? Like, what are you telling to yourself, you know? And this episode is sponsored by Alex and Ani. <laughs> I know. It's like, yeah, you know, <laughs> I might be partial. But, like, also, it's there's a reason why, you know, we're all so dedicated to that because – Yeah, we're all wearing metal jewelry right now. Yeah. Yeah. And um, – you know what? I'm just going to make a fucking bumper sticker that says make it sacred. Mm. You know, just like make it sacred. Like make it speak to you. Make it come alive for you. Yeah, I think one of the biggest um, industries right now and maybe one of the biggest growing industries is the makeup industry. And also one of the biggest criticisms about it is its waste. Um, Like how much waste there is in in the beauty community. And also how important makeup is for so many people. And it's, you know, it's, we can sit here and argue all day about, I think the two ends of things where we get lost is right, the the waste of it. And then also whether or not people are doing it for the quote unquote right reasons. And I'm like, anything that's going to make people go out into the world and feel better about themselves and more able to communicate and, and feel comfortable in their skin, I feel in favor of. And I think... Mm-hmm trying to create sustainable practices around it is always the goal with everything. Mm -hmm. Um, But that doesn't necessarily mean that, like, I don't think shaming people for using the resources that they do have before we have those options is like the right way to go about it. Mm. Um, Yeah. What about a, Body hair is adornment. Say more. <laughs> um, well, like, I, I'm trying to think. It's only a couple, a couple years ago I stopped shaving my armpits. And the first reason was I got damn razor burn every single time mm-hmm. since I was, like, what, 13 until now. Um. And also the, I think just reacting against very like masculine values of, or not masculine values, but like, yeah, the value of, of like the hairless woman is mm-hmm. like the, the most beautiful. That was a very simple way to subvert that for me. But I also en- really enjoy the feeling of like shaved legs under the knee. it's too much to go over the knee um i also have blonde hair which is a different that's a different thing like it's it's its own uh weird beauty privilege um and that yeah like the mix and i also like i shave my big toe and i because it's like hairy but also my (laughs) other toes are hairy and the top of my foot is hairy and i don't shave that yeah. I just have – and the thing is I really enjoy having a specificity around – like I like having my body hair be exactly the way that I like it. Yeah. And it is it – ha- it was a powerful thing to, um, to like have the first summer with armpit hair. Like I remember feeling un- like scared and, and uh, self-conscious for it. And I just slowly started, I was like, if I can get myself to the point where I don't feel, where I actually don't care about someone's perceived, like, um, you know, ew reaction 
that's going to, that's going to translate to like deeper things in my comfort in the world, in my own skin. Um, yeah, but I'm also definitely, yeah, definitely not in favor of, of like shaving is bad or like you should, you should have any, your hair any certain way. Or why do you feel like you have to do that? That's pressure. It's like, do whatever you want to do. Get waxed like crazy. Grow everything like a tree on your body. Mm. Whatever you want to do, do it. That's like the theme of this entire podcast episode. And podcast, pretty much. But like, just like fucking rock it. Rock whatever it is that feels organic to you. And that's where the magic lies, you know? Yeah, I think what's so fascinating to me is that I don't think I would consider body hair adornment automatically because I would think that adornment is about putting something on that you don't already have um, or putting something on that enhances what you already have. Mm. Um, So, like, beating your armpit hair? Um, (laughs) No, but, I mean, I think in a culture that where it is, like, 99% of women are like hairless under their arms Mm -hmm. to have hair to me feels like something that I'm putting on. Mm -hmm. Um, And I like, I like, I like what it makes me feel. I like what it does to like someone in an intimate space. Like if like, yeah, it's, yeah, I I like, yeah, it makes me feel like very much me, but actually it's, it's also making me feel that way because it's not the norm. Because it's a conscious choice. Yeah. Which is what adornment is. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. Yeah. I think... Yeah. I don't know. Adornment is such, like, a personal choice and also is so informed by our society. Because if I... You know, there's some traditions in different places. Like, if you're in India, then wearing a sari, which is very, like, ornate, or wearing bindis or things like that is very normal. Um, whereas if you wore that here, that's a statement, right? Mm. Um, and so, you know, it also matters like your, your cultural context matters as to what is adornment Mm. and what is just like part of your everyday thing. Because there was a a point in which women wearing pants was like a statement Mm -hmm. yeah, and a way to, to, um, communicate their politics Mm. and now we just have different ways of doing it but I don't know in terms of like spiritual and ritual space and adornment I feel like that can also feel like a barrier for people who want to be spiritual because they're like oh but I don't have like the the witch's cloak and the (laughs) like the long skirt and I don't have this and that and it can feel like a barrier and I know that the first time I went to a group ritual, I was like, what do I fucking wear? And I tried to wear like the witchiest thing I could possibly <laughs> wear. It was wear? like, it was like this, du- like this long cloak duster thing that I still have that I'll show you. But, um, and like a cloak duster, it like, it doesn't close. Like it doesn't have a closure and it doesn't have a hood. And it's like, is it the cross thing? Is it a cape? No, it's not. It's like it's a-, a cloak duster. It's like a duster. No, I know what a duster. It's like it's long. Yeah, but it's not that long. Yeah, anyway. I'll show you. It's fine. Um, But 
I and then I wore like I think like all black velvet under it and I wore like my like bat necklace and I was just like yeah (laughs) you know and and when I went there you know people wearing like a melon colored shirt and like (laughs) jeans or like you know there are other women who are wearing very like hippie sort of outerwears um and so I felt sort of like oh okay so I can just be and mm-hmm. that's the witchiest thing I could do. Okay, cool. Yeah. I mean, really. That's yeah. really it. I think there is something to be said as when you build energy with a certain item. Yeah. Like, but it doesn't have to be a special cloak item. Like, we're not in, like, the 1400s. Like, you could literally wear your Rolling Stones t-shirt and a pair of velvet shorts. Because that is what I wore to my last ritual. <laughs> and it was great. But, um... No, but seriously, I mean, wearing, like, certain things that you reserve for sacred, like, times, it doesn't have to be anything fancy, but it's something that you build energy with. Like, you put that on and you're telling your body, you're telling yourself that, okay, we're about to enter, like, a sacred zone. And then you can also wear these things in a business meeting with, like, you don't have to, like, so I have this, like, upper arm cuff that I wear, like, every day that I put on my left arm. And it is, to me, related to the Magdalene tradition. Um, there's there's a bunch of um, research about that. But basically, <clears throat> I wear it to connect to this part of myself. And it to me, it's really empowering. So I wear it in ritual. And then I wear it during times where I know I'm going to need to tune into that part of myself. So mm. I wear it when I write. When I sit down to write, I wear it when I go to a meeting that I know I need to be super present and super in my body for and super like in my power for. So I personally like to tend to these sacred objects in that way. But to your point, Julissa, it doesn't have to be that stereotype. It doesn't have to be anything that you're not comfortable in because like I think that's the that's the main conclusion of the podcast that we're getting right now is just like if it's not organic to you, if it's not real to you, then it's actually taking away from your magic. It's taking away from your energy. Like to show up as yourself is the single most powerful thing that you can do. Yeah. And I think, but in that same vein, I think that, you know, you have to explore and feel uncomfortable to recognize what's authentic to you. Oh yeah. And I think that it's more about, you know, the, the continuation or the suffering in something, um, that to me is what I would push back up against. I think that, um, you know, authenticity is something that changes for me all the time. And that is something that I'm exploring through different types of adornment every day. And I don't know, I really, I want to encourage people as homework for this episode to (laughs) go and do something that feels like you're adoring yourself. Even if it's just like you put an essential oil, like a drop of essential oil on your wrist, or you put broccoli in your hair (laughs) Or you, like, wear your velvet shoes, you know, your velvet heels to the grocery store instead Mm -hmm. of just to the party. Um, And just see what happens. Like, how do you feel? Do you feel more powerful? Is it, like, awkward for you? Why is it awkward? Is it awkward because it actually feels bad or because you're worried about people's perceptions? And just, like, explore what that looks like. Yeah. Our masks are just a part of our authenticity as well, you know? Well, and I think that is so what both of you are saying around doing those things like with intention, it pushes back against the cultural value of like us as women 
existing like to serve and mm-hmm. and and being this low maintenance thing that to have yeah to actively put energy into yourself in that way is very powerful yeah yeah tend to your temples we love you yeah thanks for hanging out and this concludes this very fun very heavy episode of fun 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 but <laughs> heavy <laughs> hey.